Welcome to Brad Kyle's Brad's Motor Works podcast. We'll be talking about some things about BMW, some things of cars in general, and some things about car repair. I hope you find it educational, enlightening, and I hope it increases your understanding of your car. And maybe along the way we'll have some fun too. Thank you for listening, and here we go. Episode number 231, Ignition System Do's and Don'ts. Uh, this one I'm going to be reading from a trade magazine. It probably should be, oh, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 minutes long. But he's really going to be talking about, uh, from a uh, diagnostic and technician standpoint, things that you should or shouldn't do as far as in regards to either doing maintenance on or uh, diagnosing and testing an ignition system. So hopefully you'll get something out of it. So this article is from a, a trade magazine called Underhood Service. And again, the uh, author is Andrew Markell. Like I've mentioned, he's a rather prolific uh, trade uh, author, tradesman author type thing. So anyway, um, let's get started. Uh, One of the most basic circuits found on every gasoline-powered vehicle is the ignition coil. This transformer takes low-voltage, high-amperage current and changes it into high-voltage current. It has two windings that are not physically connected. What connects them is magnetism. The primary creates electromagnetic field when system voltage is applied. When the power is turned off, the magnetic field collapses. The energy from the primary is transformed by the secondary, windings into high voltage power that can jump the gap between the electrodes of the spark plug. This is called inductance. It is a very simple and robust circuit. But why does it give technicians problems when diagnosing ignition-related misfires? The answer is that some technicians use tests that might give inconclusive results or do damage to the coil or drivers inside a module. Swap test. There is a diagnostic method called Swaptronics or Swapnostics to isolate misfire codes. This technique involves swapping coils to see if the misfire code follows the defective coil. Depending on the vehicle and the type of coil failure, it can work but on some engines it can damage an engine or ignition control module. Let's say the ignition coil for cylinder number one has a short to ground of the primary circuit. It happens when the resin inside the coil breaks down due to heat and vibration. Instead of the typical four ohms of resistance, there is now zero resistance. In rare cases, the current in the secondary can make its way into the primary windings. If the technician is lucky, the driver's circuit is in the coil assembly, and only the coil assembly will be damaged. If the coil driver's circuit is in the ECM on the main on the main circuit board, the ECM will more than likely be damaged. When you swap the coil to the next cylinder, well, you've just damaged another driver on the circuit board, but now you have two misfires instead of the one you started with. Some OEMs have even issued strongly worded TSBs advising against swapping ignition coils. It is also a procedure you'll never see on a diagnostic flowchart. This advice from most OEMs is to test the primary side of the coil unit for damage and checks for a driver's signal from the ECM. If one coil is damaged or the control signal for the coil is missing, the ECM should be replaced along with all the coils. How could Swaptronics damage be avoided? The answer is proper diagnostics. If the misfire code is cylinder specific, check for other codes. Often there will be a code for the coil circuit, for example a P0356 for a short in the primary circuit. If there are no codes, each 
You can test the coil with a scope or meter. Open air test. One test to avoid performing is removing a coil or plug wire to see if the spark is present. First of all, this test will only tell you that the ignition system has a control and is able to send power to the primary side of the coil. If the spark plug does, a, does produce a spark, the spark you are witnessing is at 14.66 PSI, not the 170 PSI or more inside the cylinder during the top of the power stroke. In rare cases, the uncontrolled spark could damage other electrical components like the coil next door. Do not remove the coil's connector while the engine is running to see if a misfire or rough running condition changes. Some OEMs advise the connector should never be removed if the key is in the on position. What test should you use? Your first tool for diagnosing an ignition issue is your eyes. Spend some time inspecting the coil's connector, boot, and spark plug. Often the cause of an ignition system problem will present itself. One of the best ways to test the condition and output of a coil is by using a capacitive probe to measure the secondary ignition waveform. If you can't find a known good waveform, compare the waveform to either another coil on the engine. To test the primary side of the coil, you can use a current probe placed around the positive wire going to the coil. With this test, you can see if the power is being sent to the coil and if the engine management system is controlling the coil by the current ramp. If you look at a secondary ignition waveform on a scope, you will see an engine representing the coil's, I'm sorry, you will see a spike representing the coil's output. I know that what you are thinking, if the ignition coil has a fixed ratio of, prim of primary and secondary windings <clears throat> and the system voltage is constant, Shouldn't the spike be the same all the time? In theory, yes. In practice, the spark plug and mixture are of air and fuel inside the engine can determine how high the spike will go on your scope. The key with the spike and spark line is to compare it to the other coils on the, on the vehicle. If one spike goes higher than the rest, it signifies two things. First, the resistance in the combustion chamber could be different than the rest of the cylinders or the spark could, re could be worth or the spark plugs could be worn, I'm sorry. If the spark is significantly lower than the rest of the cylinders, it is a sign that the resistance is lower than the plugs or cylinder. Sometimes a clogged or dead fuel injector can cause a lower spike when the throttle is snapped. Why coils fail? What kills ignition coils is location as they are mounted on in one of the harshest, most vibration-prone and dirtiest parts of the engine. Most ignition coils are typically located between two camshafts on the valve cover and exposed to dirt and oil. But even if a coil is mounted in a cool, clean, and vibration-free environment, if the gap on the spark plug is not correct or there are issues with the high resistance in the cylinders, it won't take long for a coil to fail. The windings in the primary and secondary eventually break down and hopefully the primary and secondary turn into an open circuit. The worst case scenario is the voltage from the secondary finds its way into the primary and eventually the driver for the coil. This is why you do not swap coils to diagnose a misfire code. Some problems are due to conditions in the spark plug well. When the power from the secondary is traveling through the boot, ignition wire and spark plug oil and dust in the area is and causes oil and dust in the area to stick to the component. 
you have probably seen this condition on spark plugs where the ceramics insulator is exposed on the side of an engine. The, the spark plug can have a yellow or orange band that is called a corona stain. Some technicians mistake it for exhaust gases leaking between the shell and insulator. If enough, enough material builds up on a be, uh, boot or plug, it can create a path of least resistance for the electricity generated by the secondary. So that's the end of that one. Like I mentioned, it a, was a quickie. But um, interesting advice. I mean, personally on BMWs, I've been doing the coil swap thing for quite some time. I've never had a problem with it, but that's not to say that it can't happen. I mean, what he's saying can definitely happen as far as you wiping out the coil driver in a in an engine module. In which case, that would be rather expensive to replace that. Excuse me. Um, so, anyway, food for thought. Hopefully that either helps you to, uh, you know, diagnose your car or certainly helps you to understand at least more what the technician and shop owner are doing when they're when they're looking for uh, uh, ignition misfires and spark plug misfires and things like that. So something to check into if you're interested. Uh, I, I, all these podcasts, I try to, uh, you know, get something that's worthwhile and, and that you can use. So hopefully that was good for you. So appreciate your time. Appreciate you listening. Uh, again, if you want to get a hold of me via email, it's bkpodcast5 at gmail.com. And again, I'm also on LinkedIn under Brad's MotorWorks. So check that out if you feel uh, so inclined. And other than that, I hope you have a fantastic day and a great tomorrow. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's been an honor and a privilege to spend time with you. I hope you found this of value. Please share it with family and friends. Above all else, with all you're getting, get understanding. May God bless you and keep you, and thank you again.